What's going on everybody? Sammy V here with Millennial Stories with Sammy V. We have got an awesome episode today. I'm so excited. We got a good friend of mine, Jared Wickerham on. Thanks for coming on, brother. Anytime. Appreciate Always it, good man. to see you. Always good to see you, man. Yeah. Especially, we hadn't seen each other. We, I've known Jared for probably what? Since I was 14, so <laughs> that would be 12 years now. Yeah. I've been here for 12 years. Yep. We've been friends for a long time and um, but hey, if you're a new time viewer or if you're a first time viewer, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Whether you're finding me on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, go ahead and subscribe. That way, um, whenever we upload this, you can get it right away um, or upload future episodes. We can get it, you can get it right away. Also, um, if you could please do me a big favor. Um, if you find this podcast and YouTube show valuable for you, please go ahead and share it with a friend. Um, help me grow this so that we can help other young people to hear inspiring stories like what you're going to hear today with Jared. Jared is a freelance photographer and has been very, very successful. Um, you're 29 years old, right? Yep. 29. Yep. Not 30. Not 30 yet. <laughs> Not 30 yet. <laughs> Holding on to the 20s, but 29 years old. Um, just a list of some of his accomplishments. He's gotten um, some of your work um, put in ESPN Magazine. You've been on the cover of Sports Illustrated a few times. Not me, myself. Not, no, no one wants that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a picture of you. No. <laughs> but your photographs that you've taken yeah. um, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you've been in New York Times, uh, your work has, the Players' Tribune, and what I think is the coolest thing is the cover of NHL 15, the video game. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the child in me was super stoked when that came out because I played like NHL 97, 98 growing up. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's awesome, man. That was so cool when you texted me that. Um, the, uh, so if you, especially if you want to be a creative, all right, this is going to be an awesome story that you want to hear because like I said, I've known Jared for 11 years now, 12 years now, and um, we played soccer together in high school. And so what I remember, what I think it's just so cool, dude. I remember, so you're three years older, so I was a freshman and you were a senior. And um, we, we had to go to the junior, the JV games all the time. We played, we were on varsity, had to go to the JV games. Yeah, you were better than us. So you, you played varsity, I think, your freshman year, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I did. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but so you would come to the JV games, or we would go to the JV games, you had to sit in the stands, mm -hmm. and you'd be taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And, and so what's so cool now is that at, as a high schooler, you're taking pictures, you're working on your craft, and I know you've got a lot more to accomplish in your career, but over the course of the next, you know, you're 18 at a time, 10, 11 years being an ESPN, Sports Illustrated, New York Times, you got a cover of a freaking video game. Mm. I mean, that's pretty cool. So um, how'd you get, like, what, what came about? Like, what, what got you into photography? Tell me from the base, like, this is Jared, I'm starting to get into photography. How did that come about? Tell me that story. Yeah, I mean, I uh, <clears throat> before I was a before I was a jock, before I was a soccer player, I was a I was a total punk skateboarder, right? Mm -hmm. I had like blue spiked hair and you know patched up Dickies jacket and you know I was I was I was that kid just like roaming the streets with my friends and. Um, did you rollerblade at all, or just skate? I did rollerblade. I okay. did, but skateboarding was more of a. It's like the cooler thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and I ended up on crutches um, for a number of weeks. I put a skateboard through my knee and I was like, you know, what am I going to do? Like, this is, you know, as a junior high kid, like, this is my life. What do I what do, yeah. I do now? I can't do anything. Um, and my pap, my grandfather had um, put me through a, a college for kids program years before where I'd taken a photography class. So around about what age is this? Uh, that would have been after sixth grade. So I'm um, okay. essentially junior high. Okay. Uh, somewhere after sixth grade, I think. And um, so I was like, well, I know how to use a camera. You know, know the manual functions of a camera. I know enough. Um, and so I just uh, purchased a, a film camera at the time and started taking photos of my friends. And mm. um, I think the very first role I ever shot, I, I couldn't really even go anywhere, so I just went to the skate park. Yeah. Um, it's not like I could ride around the streets and follow my friends from one location to another. So we were at the skate park, and uh, <laughs> I'm still friends with this kid to this day, Tierra and Klein. He, he, was, uh, he was super young. He was like 11 or 12, I think, at the time. Mm -hmm. And 
he he was at the Lancaster, Ohio skate park, and uh, he was like Flow sponsored, so he got like some products okay. from certain companies, and um, took a couple of photos of him, and they ended up on his the company who sponsored him's website. Wow! Um, and you know, it's a seventh, eighth grader. I thought that was like, You're like the coolest thing in the world. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I'd be like, "Where's my paycheck?" You know. <laughs> um, but uh, back then, it was like you know. Wow, like like someone likes my photos enough to like yeah. put them on this website, and they were huge, you know, um, and they they weren't that good. I mean, they were properly exposed, I guess, but it's yeah. like, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so that kind of just that kind of gave me the bug to to do it, where I started asking, is this something I can do for a living? You know, is right. this is this something I you know can get paid to do? Yeah, um, and. Uh, you know, there just ended up being a, a skateboard photography website I, you know, became a member of and um, got a lot of critique that way, and that's kind of where all of that started. So, yeah, and then, you know, I'd show up to soccer in high school, and, you know, coach didn't start me, or if he pulled me <laughs> halfway through the game, I'd have the camera under the bench and grab it and shoot some pictures. Taking pictures and, during the game. Yeah. While you're in uniform, shin guards are on, cleats are on, yep. your teammates are playing, you're shooting pictures. Yep, yep. That's so cool, man. Working on your craft. I think that's awesome because, like, you're working on your craft as a, really, 11, 12, 13-year-old. Then high school, you're working on your craft all the time. Mm. And, and now, you, you know, you've accomplished quite a bit, you know, in your career. And um, it's pretty cool. So what's been, like, what's been, what has been the coolest thing that you've done or the coolest accomplishment, you'd say, that you, you've gotten in or you've, um, you've accomplished in, in your career so far? Um, probably covering the, the Sochi Olympics. Uh, the Winter Olympics is probably my biggest wow. moment. Um, and not, I don't know. I mean, it's Russia, <laughs> for one. Yeah. So not, you know, getting lost or having any, anything crazy happen. Well, my luggage got lost on the way there. That was about it. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I've gotten to see some, some pretty awesome events. And uh, I think just managing something like that is hard in and of itself, let alone making good pictures, mm -hmm. just getting yourself to these places successfully with all of your gear and, you know, being properly prepared for everything. That's, that's half the battle sometimes. I mean, the, the right. easy part is making pictures at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would probably say the Olympics, that was by far the biggest. I mean, we were there for um, almost a month actually. Okay. Um, so my job out there <clears throat> that year was to do a lot of things for Procter and Gamble. So a lot of Procter and Gamble sponsored athletes. Okay. So it was nice. We didn't just do, I didn't just do one sport or two sports. Sometimes people are locked into doing speed skating and, you know, whatever hockey. Mm -hmm. But because we had these various athletes who did different things, yeah. we'd go to opening and closing ceremonies and, you know, we would do portraits, um, you know, in the Procter and Gamble house, or we'd go, you know, go to their, you know, the, the, the American home, or, you know, um, the Swedish house, and we'd shoot portraits, and then yeah. we'd go to their matches, and so, yeah, that was, uh, I would say, by far the, the, the craziest experience. Yeah, the yeah. coolest one as well. What was the, what, what was, what made it so cool, or what was, like, gratifying about it, what made it one of, you know, your biggest accomplishments, or, you know? I think just being part of a team, yeah. um, it's such a it's such a huge organized event on so many levels. Um, I was at the time working. I was on staff with Getty Images. Uh, I was living in Boston, and um, I think we had man. I mean, we must have had a crew of somewhere close to 100 people. I think there were 60 Getty employees, and then you have volunteers and. People who are working essentially full time, we have an you know you have an office um, yeah. with cubicles and desks inside the main press center. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just being able to accomplish all of that with the team and see how that's run and not totally screw it all up yeah. is, a, is a good is a good start. You know, yeah. I was pretty young too. I was I think that year I was twenty four maybe wow. when I went. So. Um, you know, and you're that, that had to been like, you know, 24 years old. That like eye-opening, like holy crap. You know, I'm shooting the Olympics. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I'd been to Niagara Falls, but that was the first time leaving the country, really, <laughs> let's be honest. So, yeah, yeah. That, was, that, was, that was crazy. That's but it was really super cool. easy. I mean, being in Olympics, it made it easy. There were a lot of English-speaking people yeah. and lots of signage. And so I, you know, can't say that it was the hardest thing to conquer in the world as far as that goes. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're a full-time freelance photographer. Yeah. What is that like, like on a daily basis? I mean, you work for yourself. I mean, you're, you're having to go out and you got to get clients. You know, Dave, who's running around behind here doing all the hard work. Yep. Um, you know, we just get to sit and chat. Dave's got to, you know, do all the hard work. So yeah. he's, he does a lot of freelance work, too. And I see his, I see his life, like, you know what I mean? It's not an, you, just, you don't just do a nine to five. You know what I mean? Right. You don't go sit down at your desk, start at nine and end at five, right? Yeah. So what's that like having to, you know, get, go out and get new business, go out and keep business, you know, what's that like on a day-to-day -day basis for you? I mean, every day is a little different. I think a lot of my friends, especially my, you know, soccer friends who I play with every day, they, they think I just sit around and do nothing. They're like, oh, it must be nice. Like, oh. Yeah. But it's, it's really like, if you're not on it, I mean, no one's doing that work for you. So you have to be on top of it, right? You, yeah. you have to be, um, I mean, there are things you learn over time, like, you better get up early and make those email and write those emails because you write those emails afternoon. Like no one pays attention afternoon. Like you get, you know, you get responses early in the morning. Yeah. So you better get up early and, and, and do those emails early. Um, you know, and it's always, it's just as much maintaining your current relationships as it is building new ones and finding yeah. new clients because um, as much as we would all like to keep our favorite clients and to keep, the clients that we have forever, um, it just it just doesn't happen in this world. Mm -hmm. uh, budgets change, and um, you know, uh, new people you know people come and go into into their positions. The, the the people who hire you for those will come and go. So, you know, people will have their people who they want to hire. So, someone comes in as the marketing coordinator at you know a business that you you have a freelance contract with. Um, someone new comes in, they, they want to hire their photographer, you know, the, the guy they know or the woman they know. Um, right. So, yeah, it's just a lot of, you know, keeping up on that, um, keeping up on your website, uh, adding new photos and, and, you know, always producing new content, right? So it's yeah. not just um, the assignments that people give you, but it's, it's just as much doing self-assignments, hmm. um, which we did a lot in college. And uh, there's really a lot of value to it. Um, you know, a self-assignment is essentially just, just going out and shooting something on your own. No yeah. one's paying you to be there. No one's. No What's one the value in that? What, what does that do? Um, I think there's, I think there's, it does a lot of different things. Um, for one, it's good for you. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's healthy. Um, it's never it's never a good thing to not be shooting, to not be making pictures. So, if you can always stay busy, I think that's that's a key to your success always, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in anything in life, whether you're an athlete or whatever, if, you, right. if you're not training every single day, wow. um, that, that doesn't help. So it's, you know, it's the same thing in photography. It's, it's, uh, and so, yeah, so I think a, a self-assignment is healthy because it, it gets you out, it gets you shooting, but you're, you're making your, the pictures you wanna make, right? Mm -hmm. um, if I have to go out and shoot an event, I always try and make the picture a, a picture I want to make, but I can't sit there all day and wait for it. Well, yeah. in an assignment, you know, I've been doing a story on a couple of uh, boxers um, for over a year now, and, and they've really all become good friends. And they're both from Ukraine. They came here to be professional boxers, and uh, Oleg and Lubomir. And so I just go to the gym and, and shoot photos of them training. I shoot their fights. Um, you know, we've talked about doing a project where I go to their house and go to church and go to family dinner and hmm. show that, that side that of side their of lives them. as well. Um, but it's just nice because you build a relationship with them and then they're comfortable with you and you can really work something, you know, work a photograph or work a moment and find something. And, you know, if I go on day one of training and I make a half decent yeah. photo, I'm like, you know what, if that light were a little different or, or if he were just here, you know, to the left a little bit more, to the right a little bit more, that might be a better picture. So it gives you the chance to really work on your craft that way where right. you can just, you know, I want to make almost the same picture. I just want to make it a little bit better than I did last mm -hmm. time. Um, so, yeah, so self-assignments are really good in a lot of ways. And again, you're still producing content that 
then you can use in your portfolio or throw up on Instagram. And, yeah. You know, you can do lots of different things with that. You can, you know, I'm shooting pictures, but I love to go there and shoot cool boomerangs and cool videos and yeah. show, you know, show viewers and, in all sorts of medium what these, what these two are doing. Right. Um, you know, they're incredible athletes. So it's so, it's so it's that dude. I, that's awesome, bro. Because here's the thing. I own a private soccer training business. I coach kids privately and in small groups. And I tell them all the time, I was like, if you're, if you only, first off, coming and doing private training is extra stuff. Yeah. But if you're only work, if you're only practicing when, um, like you're at practice, you're assigned practice or your game or your private training, you're not going to, you're not going to get ahead. Yep. I was like, that's exactly what everybody's doing. Yep. I was like, you have to train every day. You got to, you got to keep it ticking over because mm-hmm. the longer, like I just came back and played college soccer yeah. and I'm playing one more season. I took five years off. I mean, there was a lot of dust on the boots. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of dust. You're on not the even, boots. you're not even trying to get ahead. You're just trying to catch up. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I didn't train for four or five years. Yep. And so like doing that every, every day, I think it's the extra mile. Like that's the extra mile. It's the extra stuff that you do, that you're not getting paid for, that mm-hmm. you're not getting recognized for, yep. that is really getting you ahead. It's like putting money into a bank account with a ton of interest is what I call it, the yep. extra mile. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's the one thing I tell a lot of people regardless of your craft and regardless of what you do, if um, there are so many people now um, who have essentially the same opportunities, right? We can all use our iPhone and make a half decent picture. Right. We can, we all have, so many of us have access to a pretty good camera, um, but it doesn't make you a good artist, but they're at least to the point where, you know, everyone can say like, yeah, I'm hireable, you could hire me. But the, the question then becomes, well, how do you compete with all of those people as a creative, right? Hmm. You have to do these little things to, be better than everybody else because right. some in some ways the technology has put you on a somewhat of a level playing field right you're all at least here so how do you get here you know and it's not it's not anything major it's an accumulation of little things it's hmm. you know building those relationships and maintaining them but it's also who you are um, you know I've had good and bad experiences, great and bad experiences with people based on relationships. You know, like, mm-hmm. what, what's, you know, what's your personality type? Um, you know, do you, do you get along with people well? You know, how do you interact with, with not only your client, but your subject, you yeah. know? Um, and sometimes you're good for certain things and, and not great for others, and that's totally fine. You know, it's, it's okay to find your niche and what you're okay. good at, yeah. who you're good at interacting with, and... Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's the little things, right? It's, um, yeah. And, and that's, that's tough to, that's tough to do sometimes to, to stay on it, um, like that. So I just did a podcast on, on relationships, like a three minute Thursday on relationships. You just said relationships. So let's touch on that. Sure. How do you, you've been, you've clearly built good relationships with, and you focus on it. We were on the phone the other day and we were just chatting a little bit. This is like three or four days ago. And you talked a lot about relationships and um, how, how do you, what's like maybe one or two tips that you'd give? Like, how do you build those relationships um, that are A, profitable for you mm-hmm. um, in your career and whatever you're doing? Um, what are a couple of things that maybe you'd recommend or, or you do to build those? Or what's important? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think early on, um, a lot of it is just trying to figure out who you are, and where you fit in. So sometimes it's not the worst idea to cast a wide net in the beginning, right? You're just trying to figure it out. Hmm. Um, but as you go and you develop both as a person and, and as a creative, as an artist, um, that's when you kind of figure out what you're good at, and who mm-hmm. you're good at working with. I think, I think life kind of takes you in that direction, right? It's just about being human at that point. You, hmm. you just just be a genuinely good human yeah, being. Yeah. And I think life will direct you to those people hmm. who who you're meant to work with, who you're meant to be around, and, and the others kind of fall off, right? I mean, you've cast this wide net in the beginning, and that's helped you get some work and get established, and 
you know, you found out, you know, finding out what doesn't work is just as important as finding out what does work sometimes. So, yeah, yeah I think it's just, it's a process over time. Um, but I think just being a good, good human being, I know that's, you know, super cliche and, and, you know, not to sound like a, like a cop out here, but it's just, it's, uh, I mean, that's really all it is, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's totally undervalued. Like just the simple, like being genuine and like being authentic and being just a good person. Yeah. That's so overvalued. Like we think that and a lot of times I think we think in relational stuff, we have to be like somebody like just, you know, somebody that we're not, you know, we have to be up here, but really we just need to be humble and genuine and like, you know, um, a good, just simple, good person. Yeah. And good things happen. Just giving a crap about somebody just yeah. and and I know that sounds but it's like how many how many people just through your roots your daily routine do you do you meet with and you know get to know those people and it's not just the person who hires you right like mm -hmm. I'll give you an example um, I shoot a lot of baseball and of course you want a good relationship with the guy who gives you the credential to go to baseball and the company who hires you to go there and you want a good relationship with any athletes that you work with. But like, you know, what about the guy who is the, at the front door of the, the you know, the, the press door? What mm -hmm. about the guy huh. in, in the, the dining room lounge, you know, who's feeding you every day? Um, what about the groundskeepers? What about the police officer um, who sits in the dugout? You know, what are their names? To, you know, what's their story? Do they have kids? Are they married? You know, just, just care about people right and yeah. ask about that and and Man. that goes such a long way um and it just makes everything in your day that much easier because you have you've built this relationship with all these people around you and if you care about them they care about you right so right in situations where you might need a little bit of help or you want to put a camera up here which is a little you know uh out of the ordinary or but you know Whatever. it's going to be a sick shot. Yeah, and, and you have a relationship with that person, they'll be like, yeah, sure. But if you don't Man, know that really? person, they're just going to be like, no, who are you? Who are you? Man, all right, let's stop there. Like, just, and just, I want to point something out here because this, I'm writing a book right now. Yeah. All right, and it's, uh, it's the art of making a good impression. And a lot of it's about just like slowing down and being interested in people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to the book, but it's a, such a big thing. And you know, we overvalue, we over, like, we, we don't even think about it, but like saying hi to that police officer and, and getting to know them, asking them about themselves, you, you never know. Like, if you show somebody interest in them, mm -hmm. they're going to be willing to help you out. People have everything you want and need in life. People have everything. Yep. They have money, they have opportunities, they have relationships, they have friendships, they have help. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if you build those relationships with people and you slow down, you become genuinely interested, people will want to help you when you need it. Yeah. And so... Yeah, if you go in asking for handouts immediately, like that, that gets you nowhere. Right. But if you, if you give not expecting anything, now, sure, people will, again, like you said, will help you down the road at some point. Right. Assuming they're a half-decent human being, right? But if you, if you put in the time and offer what you can, when you can, people will notice that. Yeah. You know, and, and they'll, I mean, I, I, I do that for people, right? If, if someone's been helping me, I, you know, I remember that. I try yeah. to remember that and be like, oh, you know, yeah, I should, you know, I really want to help this guy move, you know, yeah. move his things. And, you know, I, moving, moving sucks, but, you know, he's done a lot for me. I want to, I want to help this guy out. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's so, I mean, I used to be, like I was a bulldozer. I didn't care about people. I had my goals. I had, I've always like been energetic, like ambitious, but like I didn't care about people. I'm just being honest. Like, I just didn't Very narrow-minded. Yeah, sure. just like it was all about me. Yep. And when I got in the real world, I very, very quickly realized I was like, I couldn't get hired as a bagger at a grocery store. I couldn't get like, I couldn't get hired anywhere. I mean, I interviewed so many places Nothing, right? Because it's terrible with people. So bad. Yeah. I didn't care about people. All I cared about was my goals, my like, which is important to care about those things. But like, if you don't build those relationships with people, if you don't have relational skills, right? Like, I was eating two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day, sitting on the couch, you know, sleeping on sleeping on a friend's couch. Yeah. Eating either ramen noodles or Campbell's soup for dinner. Yeah. 
because I couldn't get a job that would pay more because I was terrible with people. Sure. And it hit me in the face like a ton of bricks. I was like, if I don't change and grow and start caring about other human beings, like I'm gonna end up lonely in my life. I'm not gonna have any friends, any relationships. Maybe I might be able to have some sort of success, but I'm never gonna be able to reach my potential as a human being. Sure. You know, it like, I remember the day where I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm gonna have to figure this out. So, um, what's been one of your biggest, like, what's one of your biggest failures? Oh, man. I, I would say probably, I mean, that relationship stuff in the beginning was hmm. big, you know. Um, you know, I was young, like, uh, when Getty hired me, I was 23, you know, and you think you're on top of the world, right? Yeah. Like, all your friends are still trying to find jobs and still putting off their student loans. You're like, you're and, like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got a job. Right, right. You're 23. Like that, 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 that head's getting a little inflated. That, yeah. that ego, and um, yeah, and you know, until life kicks you in the butt and you know, sets you back a little bit. A couple. What was one of those, What was one of those setbacks? What, what was a moment that you kind of maybe you were humbled and like, man, I gotta. I think there's always throughout life, like yeah. there will always be things to, you know to do that. Um, I think early on it was probably um, just not being good at um, adapting and, and being tactful hmm. in, some, in some ways. Um, kind of like you said, I, I just kind of did me and I didn't care. You know, mm. I was kind of like, this is me, take it or leave it. Yeah. And you know, some people just left it. You know, like, well, all right, like, see ya, you know. And, uh, you know, I had a great job for a couple of years and, you know, um, not that, not that, uh, you know, I, I certainly, it certainly wasn't perfect, um, but, uh, you know, that was one thing that I would have, you know, worked on, you know, one of those things I wish I had known. And even if I had known, I'm not sure I would have listened, you yeah. know, <laughs> that young age, but I wish I would have known, like, you know, this is, this is something you should probably work on. Yeah, you know, um, just uh, yeah, just adapting and, and being a little more tactful and understanding and dealing with other personalities a little bit better. Hmm. What is the hardest thing you've gone through in the last ten years? Uh, I think just the constant transitions. There's hmm. no um, just getting used to uh, not having any kind of. Um, Consistency necessarily. Um, consistency in income, consistency in yeah, living. Yeah, in in income, in in the kind of work I get, where it comes from. Um, you know, like we're in Cleveland right now, and I used to come to Cleveland thirty times a year for baseball games. Hmm. There were two years I think where I did that. I did thirty games in Pittsburgh, thirty games in Cleveland for baseball, and then I would do basketball games out here, and you know. Um, you know, and then a couple years later, it was, they were, you know, I was covering every game, but it was like every game in Pittsburgh, you know, just every year is so different. Um, like I said, people's budgets change and people's, um, business plans change. And, um, you know, where I live in Pittsburgh is, has been interesting. Um, it's really had a resurgence, which is great, I think for the, for the arts and for creatives, but it's also brought a lot of people out. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot more people. So just, you know, battling for, for work and battling for, for those freelance assignments. And, um, you know, there, there used to be, I think there used to be probably a lot more loyalty um, within certain organizations on work. And now it's a little more kind of the bottom line, you know. Yeah. Uh, we need to come in on budget, you know, and who's cheapest and that kind of thing. So now it's, now it's about finding clients who are, who really value what you do hmm. and um, trying not to chase down, you know, those clients who aren't worth your time as much, um, you know, or as often. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of transition um, in that sense. And that can be tough on not only yourself, but, but you know, life and relationships and things too, yeah. you know. Um, we sit here explaining things to people about, you know, what's your day like and what's your week like and what's your month like. And it, they're kind of all different, you know. Yeah. Um, 
So that can be a little taxing sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes you're super, super busy and you have no time for friends and, and, and that sucks, you know, right. not keeping up with people. And then sometimes you're so, you have so little work that, you know, you're down on yourself sometimes and you doubt yeah. yourself. And huh. um, that's the, that's kind of the time to push through. And how do you overcome that when you get down and you like have... And you can relate this whether you're going to be a photographer or whether you're going to be a salesperson or whether you're going to own a business or whatever it is. Sure. There's always going to be times where like, I was actually dealing with it about a month ago where I was like in the process of writing this book, I have this you know, business I want to start and I'm like totally down on myself because like, I don't think I can do it. Mm. You know, I don't really think, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm lacking self-belief in a lot of ways and by the way, everybody deals with that. Mm -hmm. You for see, sure. like very, very successful people, like they all battle with limited self. -belief. Every human being on Earth battles with limited self-belief mm -hmm. and getting down on themselves. Sometimes putting your identity in, like, one of my problems is I put my identity too often in, like, the approval of people. So I'm constantly trying to to like be approved of by people, and it's never healthy because, like if your identity and your worth and value is, is based on that, you know what I mean? It, like, it can go up and down. Like, mm -hmm. well, if this person likes me, then, man, I feel good about myself. If this person doesn't like it or like me, then I feel bad. Right. You know what I mean? And the type of work that I do, you know, when I put myself out there, that's not a good thing to put your identity in because, like, people can be harsh. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to say that because everybody goes through it. And you see people, like, you know, you see people on TV, you see people on social media, and it's like, all you see is the, the best. You know what I mean? Right. But yep. Everybody struggles with stuff. How yep. do you get through that struggle yourself? Um, not looking on social media as often, maybe. Okay. No, I know. I, I think, uh, you know, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very curated version, right? Mm -hmm. uh, social media, it's, it's the best of the best. It's the happy moments, you know. Um, you know, FOMO is real, right? Um, but... I think you just, uh, I think you just keep pushing, and, and and whatever you do, try and stay positive, because that doubt sometimes is what can kill you. Mm -hmm. uh, it it's once you start down that path, it's hard to, you know, it's it's hard to get back from that. Do you have friends that you reach out to or anything? Yeah, uh, I think that's super key. You know, mm. um, because having a group of like-minded people again regardless of what you do um who can just have a different idea on something you know mm -hmm. maybe you have a, a good concept and you know you're just trying to find a way to push that out and, and yeah. get it out there and i think just having a good group of people um you know i've shared a studio space in pittsburgh um from time to time with people who are a lot of them are photographers, some do video work, some do graphic work, um, and they're photographers of all kinds, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, we're not all photojournalists, we're not all sports people, some of them shoot news, some of them do portraits, some of them do weddings, some of them are pin-type photographers. So yeah. it's, it's good because you just have all these different perspectives. And we're all going to have good and bad days, you know? Right. And there's enough people in that room that not everyone's having a bad day. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, so as long as there's somebody who has, who's in a good mood, who, who has a positive outlook on it, who can help you, you know, there's likely somebody in that group of four or five people who are, can help you kind of get out of that rut. Yeah. Um, and just, just, yeah, just build some belief in yourself. Um, it's mm -hmm. hard to, it's hard to keep, it's, it's impossible to keep up on your own. You really need, you, you need know, people, man. You do. Oh my gosh. I learned that um, about a year ago. So I started writing. January 1st, 2017. I started writing. I went to this conference. 60, I wrote, so I had, in about two and, a month, two and a half months, I had 60 pieces of content writing. Mm -hmm. And I was so afraid to put it out there. I mean, so afraid. I went to this conference. I was sitting on the beach with um, three friends. One, two that I had known before, actually best friend from college, and his brother, and a guy that I actually met at the, conf at the conference. We're sitting on the beach and we're all just, it's after the conference is over, so we're all pretty excited. You know, we're just sharing about our dreams and what we want to accomplish in the next couple of years and, and whatnot. So it got around to me and I was like, yeah, you know, I want to get into speaking and writing and I want to, 
you know, I want to uh, write books and just stuff like that. It was kind of the first time I really shared it with anybody. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys that I actually just met at the conference, he, he, um, he goes, well, let me see what you got. Let me see your work. And um, so I pulled out my iPad, which I had all my work on, and he started reading some of the stuff. And then he, he after a couple minutes of reading, he looks at me and he goes, dude, you're really good. You got to mm -hmm. post that. Yeah. You have to post it. Like, and that was a life-changing moment for me. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I said, don't base your identity on approval, but, like, you do need people. Like, because he, he instilled belief into me, and I was like, you know what, I do need to post this. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, we, you need people so much. And that's why the relationships are so important and yeah. learning how to build them because, like, you know, you, you can get really lonely. I, was I, I went through a depression for an entire year. Yeah, yep. And, you know, I was like, man, I'm going to end up lonely if I don't, if I don't change this. Yeah, it's it, like you saw. It's it's easy to fall into that sometimes, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, and and you need that honesty from those people too, and the good and the bad. You right. know, they, they those people closest to you know you best. You know, know how you operate, know what what's possible, where your potential actually is. Yeah. So, if those you know, if you have those people and they can be honest with you, that's super valuable. Yeah. I even, I just got an accountability partner and I've been like, I've like thought about doing this for a while, but he's also writing a book. He's a really good friend. Um, and I got, I'm getting another accountability partner for different, different reasons, different parts. And it's been, it's been awesome. I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks, but really? like, yeah, like we call each other on a weekly basis. We have goals that we have to hit, you know, before that next phone call. Yeah. And it keeps, it keeps each other accountable, and also we can challenge each other. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, there's no love without truth. Yeah. There's no love without truth. If I don't tell you the truth, then I don't love you. Yeah. It's just, I learned that from Coach K. Coach yeah. K, yeah, yeah. He's the prime example of that. Mm. Because he, like they, I read a book, he's got a book called Leading with the Heart. Yeah. And he talks a lot about um, the biggest thing you need in a team or in relationships is trust. But if you're not honest, yeah. trust, sure. trust doesn't happen. Sure. Sometimes honesty can be in the good, like you said, the good and the bad. I mean, telling somebody that they're really freaking good at something and they are capable because they are, that's truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also telling somebody that they're being lazy and they're better than that, even though that's harsh in yeah. a lot of ways, it's the truth. Finding, yeah, picking, picking the right times to, to use each of those is key being right? tactful with that yeah, yeah right yeah when do you when do you kind of lift someone up with that and when do you kind of maybe maybe bring someone down a notch yeah. you know we need both right certainly yeah totally agree with that so um like we said before you, you've had a ton of success you've got you've been on espn magazine you've been on the cover of sports illustrated your work has and you got uh, a cover of a video game like, you know, what has been a big key to your success in the last 10 years? Um, I would say persistence. Hmm. Um, that was always something that was brought up to me. So when I, when I was, you know, junior high, high school, I started hanging out with the two local newspaper photographers. Hmm. And I remember I used to email them all the time because they were like, we might be able to get you to, sh to, to pay you to shoot a, a baseball game. I'm like, awesome, cool, <laughs> all right. So I would just hug the crap out of yeah. them. I mean, all, and you know what? I wasn't even emailing them. I was, call I mean, this was, I was calling them. And I was like, you know, uh, you know, if Bill wasn't there, I was calling to see if Ken was there, you know. Um, and they had a managing editor who they had to then get clients wow. from. And of course, I was under the age of 18. So like... Could you hire me? Not technically, not legally, but yeah. you know, I think that was something that, like, you know, they just saw that I really wanted. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just I, I bugged them all the time, mm -hmm. and I remember, I don't know if it was Ken or Bill. One of them said, like, you know, I I appreciate your persistence, but um, there's nothing I can do right now. And I was like, persistence. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's what that is. You remembered that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And that kind of just... You're like, I'm doing that right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. That kind of always stuck out to me. I'm like, okay, well, it works here. 
So that, that must be a good, th like I must be doing something right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I eventually did have, I don't remember, I want to say it was my junior year, could have been my sophomore year. Um, I have the photo, uh, it was probably like, I don't know, eighth of a page or something like that. It was a... It In was the a, newspaper? Yep, yep. It was a, from uh, our high school's baseball game. Um, it was a bunt at the plate. It was a boring, boring picture. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't have any, you know, they had two photographers. They didn't have any coverage. So they, so I sent them some photos and they ended up publishing it. And uh, I think they, I don't know, gave me 25 bucks and took me to Wendy's or something, you know. Um, That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I would say persistence. And, and, and I think one thing, and I, I actually had a conversation uh, with my landlord the other day. Um, about this um he's super old school um and he was like you know people don't use the phone enough and they don't um you know it, it's all about texting and emailing and this and that he was like you know the talking on the phone goes a long way there 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 yeah. are things you could say the same thing via text via email via phone call and and they will be delivered three different ways right, right. and so i think not only the delivery of your message, but just going the extra mile in, in not just your work, but the things outside of it. So, mm. um, if you apply for a job and put in an application, like, yeah, there's a little bit of you in your, you know, letter of intent or your, your, your cover letter. Right. And then you just have yeah. a resume like everybody else. Um, a little bit of your personalities in that cover letter, but you know, what, how much do they really Can't know? Really so much, right you know, why don't you, do you know this person a little bit who's hiring? Um, can you find out who it is? Can you shoot them just a little email, you know, um, or give them a call and just be like, you know, and put a voice to that hmm. um, and just let them know that you really want it. And even if you don't get it, say this year, and this could go for a job, this could go for an internship or, or you know, in photography, there's a lot of workshops and things um, that people apply for, and sometimes you don't get in the first time. But if you, even if you don't get in, but you've put in that extra work and you've called someone or you've emailed someone and, and you're like, hey, you know, I just want to thank you for taking the time to look over my work and my, you know, portfolio or my mm -hmm. resume. Um, you know, this is something I really want, I'm really interested in, just wanted to send you a personal note and let you know. It doesn't even have to be long, doesn't have to be, you know, but it's something extra that wasn't required. Right. And I think anyone, I mean, I think you could say, if, you know, if someone sent that to you, you would, you would remember that. That yeah. would stick out to you. So even if you don't accept them into whatever program or whatever job or whatever that is this year, you'd be like, oh, you know what? There was that person from, from last year. And when they reapply the very next year or... Mm -hmm. There's another opening. You're like, oh, you know what? Like, I think that person's seem to seem to you know ha has improved, and um, I remember that from last time. And, and they've yeah. applied again. So they clearly want to be here. They want to be a part of this. So, I think I'm going to give them a chance. Yeah. So, maybe they're not the best, the most qualified, um, but they want it more, and they're willing to work maybe harder yeah. than someone. Um, even if their work isn't that good, you know, right. it's, it's so, like I said, so much of, of life is about having a good team around you too. Yeah. And if you're looking to hire someone, they got to be good at their job. But at this day and age, Google gives you that option to find 20 people who are just as good at that job. Right. So it's finding, separate you. finding the one person who fits in with you is super important. Yeah. It's those intangible things that, yeah. that, uh, you know, again, it, it may get you a job, but it will also keep you from other jobs, yeah. too, you know. Um, so true, man. The intangibles is the little extra things that's like, you know, my first job, my, not my first job, my last job that I had, big job. Um, I walked into a business, into a, into a company, uh, a medical supply company. I had no idea what supply chain was. I was in sales. No yeah. idea what supply chain was. No idea what marketing was. No yeah. idea what anything was. Yeah. And so that's the tangible stuff. All that knowledge is all the tangible stuff. Mm -hmm. Knew nothing of it. Yep. Nothing. And if all these, all these people that are business students that 
And now I'm putting it down. But sure. they know. I mean, I sit and I sit because I'm in college right now, I'm trying to finish up my. It's going to take me eight years to finish a four-year degree, by the way. Yeah. That's how smart I am. So, like, I'm sitting in a coffee shop and I hear all these terms. I have no idea. I know they're business students. I know they're talking business. Yeah. I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. No idea. It's all the tangible stuff. But what's the intangible stuff that separates you? Mm. A lot of times that goes further. It goes yeah. so much further because if you're willing to do the extra stuff, you're willing to go the extra mile, you're willing to show that persistence, mm -hmm. that's what wins in the long, the long run. Yep. It always wins in the long run, sure. every time. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I love that, man. Persistence in the extra mile. Yeah. Love I mean, that. it's not always going to work out, but you got to try. Do you believe you, you always have to, what, what are you striving for right now? At the moment? Yeah. Um, oh, man. Um, it's hmm. a great question. I'm, I've got a few things in the works. Um, you know, again, you, you don't know what's going to stick and what's not. So you try, you try a few different things. Um, at the moment I'm, I'm trying to kind of convince, um, it's a new kind of company, a new brand that started up, um, that takes a lot of priority in great writing and great storytelling with words, mm -hmm. um, trying to convince them that great visuals is, a, is something that they need as well. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my big project at the time. At the moment, it's just kind of trying to educate them maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, they're not really newspaper people, they're not photo people. Um, trying to convince them that, um, that having me on the team would be a, would be a, good, uh, would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just trying to, you know, and outside of that, just trying to kind of grow, um, grow my brand. And, and again, like, I think you're always striving to find clients who fit you, mm -hmm. right? Ones that you don't necessarily have to worry about, um, losing to other people, you know, the clients where you can just go and be yourself and do you and, and make great work. And, yeah. Um, Finding people who I enjoy working with, because um, I think that's um, those are going to be the lasting clients, mm -hmm. right? The ones who are the most fun. Um, and again, the longer you do it, the better better you're going to be at doing that specific work. Right. So there's a lot of value in keeping somebody around. You know, having a brand keep the same person around. So. Right. Is there, has there been somebody in your life that's been like um, super influential, or somebody that kind of like, yeah, yeah, um, creatively? Anybody can be anybody, and, and why? Yeah, I mean, um, I think I've. Pro I mean, I've definitely had a few people. Um, I, I in the beginning, um, you know, when I was super young, it was like guys like. Jay Grant Britton, um, who's a skateboard photographer um, and editor. I mean, he has some of the most well-known photos of, you know, Rodney Mullen and Tony Hawk, and hmm. you know, and then Mike Blavick kind of became that later on in life. He was he was, um, you know, has all the the awesome photos of, you know, um, that I kind of grew up with. Um, from skaters who I grew up with. Yeah. Um, but Al Bello was a big influence on me as a staffer at Getty, Getty Sport, Getty Images Sport, and he helped me get the job there and get the internship. And um, if you want a little funny story, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, as far as the persistence goes, um, when, I, when I was in college, there was a workshop out in Rochester, New York, and I saw that Al was going to speak. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is great. Like, I want to do sports. This is the yeah. guy to talk to, right? And um, he gave this speech the last night, and everybody wanted to talk to Al. I mean, there was a line of oh, 100 people. Yeah. Easy, easy. A lot of students. And um, I was in the very back of the line. Because I started leaving thinking I'd meet him out in the hallway. Well, no, people caught him there and just kept him in that meeting area. Yeah. So that was all set up with, with all these chairs on the floor and a, and a you know, big projector screen to show his work. And 
they had to tear down and do a cocktail hour. So there's this line of people, and they're taking these chairs away and putting up these nice tables and um, starting to get drinks out. And, you know, I'm 19, 18, 19, 20, maybe. Mm -hmm. And here I am, literally the last person in line. And, you know, he gets to me, and you can tell he's kind of exhausted from yeah. talking and meeting everybody. And I just, you know, I had a business card. It was terrible. My graphic design roommate in college made it. <laughs> he took this Steelers photo that I had and put this thing around it. it. ended up looking like a bowl of soup. It just, it was terrible. But it had my information. It had my name. It had my number. It had my email address. It had my website. It's all that mattered, right? So I, I gave him my card. I think we printed it on cardstock at FedEx or something. Um, and, you know, he was like, you know, why don't you come join me, like, for a drink? And I'm like, well, I can't drink, but I'll join you. I'll hang out with you. He's like, yeah, I have a couple of buddies coming in, you know, coming into town. And so I hung out for a few minutes and, and kind of, you know, chatted with him a bit. But I didn't want to overstay my welcome. He was there to see yeah. his friends. So I gave him my card, and I, I left. And um, the very next morning, we were leaving. And I was in the parking garage, literally wheeling my bag to the car. And uh, he calls me, and he's like, hey, it's Al Bello. You know? I'm like, hey. He goes, hey, there's an internship. I think you should apply for it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know? So uh, that's, that's how I applied for the Getty internship. Didn't get it the first year. I reapplied the second year. And um, the reason I mentioned the essay thing was because I wrote an essay the second year, which was not required. Um, wow. And... Uh, Went to New York, had an interview, and, and got the job. But, uh, yeah, so Al's always been a guy. And, um, yeah, he's, he's always kept in touch. And, again, he, you know, he called me the other day. You know, no one, no one calls anymore. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's nice. That's so cool. I got the goosebumps when you telling that story. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's so, it's such a good story of persistence. But, like, it's just, like, you don't have to be, a lot, oftentimes, I'm not saying you're not talented by any means. I know that you are. So I can take it. If but like, criticism. a lot of times it's not the most talented people. Like, it's the people that are willing to just like put themselves out there. They're willing to stand in line for as long as you stood in line. Mm -hmm. Build that relation, like be cordial with that person. You know what I mean? And if you didn't stand in that line, if you said, you know what, this isn't worth it. I'm just going to bounce. Yeah. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have got that internship at Getty. Who knows if you would have, you know, had the success that you've had. You know what I mean? Right. But that persistence. And it's like, you don't have to be the most talented person. You just got to be willing to like, a lot of times we're better than what we think we are. Sure. But like, you don't have to be the most, you just literally persist through the tough stuff and believe in yourself a little bit and yeah. it, it goes a long way. You can learn, you can learn that stuff, the yeah. other stuff, in, in time, right? I mean, right. it's, it's, uh, you can learn to be a better photographer, but, um, but yeah, it is crazy what, what, uh, what really could or could not have been all because of standing in a line, right? Could have been right. like, oh, I'm hungry, man. Right. <laughs> and sitting in this. But you probably were. Yeah, I'm sure I was. Sure I was. Yeah. I'm always hungry. If you can give any sort of advice to a, we'll do two different pieces of advice. To a young creative, just mm -hmm. just getting in the, in the, doing it, and just a young person in general in their career, what what would that advice be? Oh man, um, oh, I think just hustling. Um, I think uh, a lot of people want the easy route, mm -hmm. so. Um, again, I think a lot of people see the best, the outcomes, right? They, they yeah. see this, this great outcome, in it, and it looks super easy being in that position. But getting to that position is, is all the hard work, right? So I think just hustling and... and it's not know perfect. It's kind it, of it it's no, not it's perfect. Like, no, no, no. You're going to have road bumps, you know, bumps in the road, and, and, and different things are going to come up, and... Um, no matter how long you've been doing it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, 21. If, you know, if you're young, certainly they're going to come up. If mm -hmm. you're 30, not 30 yet, if you're 30, they're going to come up. 
If yeah. you're 50, they're going to come up, right? It, they're going to be in different forms. Right. So it might all, it might, you might have something else, something figured out. You might mm -hmm. have, you know, but, but new technology is going to come out. Now you have to learn how to use this camera, oh. use this or use that. So you're going to have to adapt a bit. Maybe right. that's what it is. Right. Um, so specifically to creatives, yeah, I would say that. And, and don't be afraid to reach out to whoever it is that you emulate or look up to because they're just people, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, we had a kid in um, Connecticut. I do a Connecticut tennis tournament, and he's still in high school, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and he came on, he had just emailed the woman who hires me and said, hey, we've, we've, we've got this kid, um, Eric, and he's really uh, interested in photography and wants to help out. And I'm like, sure, bring him on. Yeah. You know, and we get emails from people who want to work and do those things, but he just wanted to come and learn. And so, you know, we, you know, we paid him what we could and gave him some free clothes and gave him, you know, fed him every day and, and, you know, just took him along and kind of showed him how to do it. And, uh, you know, this, this kid is seeing things from a perspective I didn't even Hmm. get to see. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I shadowed the newspaper guys in high school, but this is like a full-fledged, you know, women's professional tennis tournament and you're yeah. getting all access to yeah. portraits and game action and, you know, your photos are going up on the top of a major, major website, you know, the Connecticut Open or the WTA website and, you know, um, so all it took was one email, you know, yeah. this kid to just figure out just be like i wonder who you know j just it, most of the time it's pretty obvious you know it's like who's the person i need to talk to is that it's not always the photographer they can probably help you out but like oh probably their communications or marketing person yeah. right like that's that makes sense so i'll mm -hmm. email them or email all three you know yeah um yeah they're just people and they'll if they're worth talking to like they'll get back to you most yeah. people are good people, I feel like. Um, the people who are, who are very good at what they do are almost always willing to help yeah. um, the next person. Um, I've seen that a lot. Some people that have been the, like very, very successful, a lot of times are, are, are so willing mm -hmm. to help and so willing to provide some sort of advice or some sort of encouragement or like some... And it's not always the case, but for the most part, yeah. that's my, from my experience, you yeah. know. Um, well, what's your definition of success? Um, I almost think that comes from a quality of life perspective. Hmm. Okay. Um, you what know, um, I only say that because I've, um, I've had times in life where I've been super successful financially or um, whether it be making good pictures every day or at the end of the year having a really nice portfolio but like sometimes you kind of become a robot you know so it's finding that good balance I think if you can find a good balance and be successful both in your career and enjoying your life and being able to share it with others that's um, that was the lesson I learned pretty pretty early on. Um, I just didn't. Maybe I didn't value it. Maybe I was too too focused on everything. But um, yeah, I think just having a good balance of that um, mm -hmm. and not letting you know work get in the way of all that other stuff because it's all important. And having right. a good balance is super key. Um, you know, you don't want to be a total workaholic. Um, to the point where you're ruining relationships and, you know, um, right. so, but. We also have to work your tail off. You do, you do. It's, right. it's not an easy, you know, it's not an easy spot to find. Yeah. Um, and we're, you're always trying to figure that out. Right. Um, I think the one thing too, like, the one thing I'm learning a lot in my life is, is, I put it a different way than balance. I put it more of just being all in wherever you're at. So like if I'm with friends, like I'm with my friends, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm spending time with them and I'm all in, you know, in that moment with them um, as opposed to, you know, 
doing on my cell phone, making calls and, and texting and you know what I mean? And, but when I'm working, like, I'm all like, this yeah. is it, you know, I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm working, you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm all in in that moment. And I find, and I'm finding, it's really hard to do that, but I'm finding that like, that is at least working really well for me because my relationships are getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, like you still, you have to work hard. You have to work your tail off. You gotta work harder than other people. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You gotta yeah. put in more time, you gotta put in, but like, you also, you don't wanna be lonely right. at, the, at the end of your life just because you're an entrepreneur, or you're, you know, you're whatever you want to be successful. Um, so. Yeah, there are always exceptions, right? right. There are times where uh, one thing might have to take precedent over the other and right. whatever, you work it out. Maybe right. you're at, you know, out with friends or whatever and an assignment comes up or something comes up and you have to take advantage of that and you do it. Right. You make up for it later, right. you, you know. You buy your you buy your friend's lunch another time. Right. It's fine. Exactly. But as long as you're not doing it all the time, then you're good. You're in a good place. Right. Well, awesome. This has been phenomenal. So first off, he drove two hours today to come do this. So I'm really really thankful that you came up, man. Happy and, to do it. And Anything for you. Appreciate it, dude. <laughs> and I appreciate it. And uh, we're gonna go hang out for a little bit and uh, catch up a little bit more. So. But um, Jared Wickerham, all right, guys, go follow him on Wick Photo on Twitter and Instagram, okay? W-I-C-K Photo, all right? Go follow him. Check out some of his work, all right? Um, this has been awesome. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, go ahead and do that. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, okay, wherever you're finding us. Please share this with a friend. Go ahead and share it. Leave a comment. Interact with me. Shoot me a direct message. I respond to everybody, okay? So, everybody. Um, Everyone, unless it's like really weird. Oh, okay. Like I got some weird stuff. Oh, sorry for that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but everybody, I respond to everybody in comments and everything. Leave a comment, interact. Um, I really appreciate y'all watching. And once again, follow back Backpack Dave three sixty five on Instagram. Okay. Thanks, thank you, Dave, thank you, for all your hard work. He's like I said, he's doing all the hard work. So thank you. Till next time, you all take care. Love you guys.